Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the Parliamentary Secretary to the Federal Minister of Health defends the new Canada Food Guide. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Sunny skies, increasing cloudiness this afternoon and 30% chance of flurries late this afternoon and tonight. Winds up to 15 kilometers an hour, the high minus 16, the low minus 22. Wind chill minus 22 tonight, minus 30 overnight. Friday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries. Winds 15K, the high minus 11. Wind chill minus 30 in the morning, minus 18 tomorrow afternoon, the low minus 13. Saturday, snow with a high minus 10, the low minus 12. Sunday, snow and windy, the high minus 7, the low minus 16. Monday, clearing skies, the high minus 15, the low minus 22. Tuesday, sunny with a high minus 16, the low minus 20. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 16. Normal high for this time of year is minus 10, the normal low minus 23. The sun rose at 845 this morning. It sets at 537 tonight. And the hot spot in Saskatchewan this hour, minus 9 at Maple Creek. In Estevan, it's minus 22, Saskatoon minus 20, Swift Current minus 17, Weyburn minus 25, Yorkton is minus 24. In Regina with part to cloudy skies, it's minus 23, that's 9 below Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south at 9, giving a wind chill of minus 30. Humidity is 77%, barometer dropping 102.9. Sunny and Moose Jaw minus 17, winds are from the west-southwest at 21. Once again, Regina partly cloudy, it's minus 23, that's 9 below Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougallauction.com. The Parliamentary Secretary to the Federal Minister of Health is defending the new Canada Food Guide. The guide has come under criticism from livestock and dairy producers for less emphasis on red meat and dairy products. MP John Oliver says the food guide suggests a balanced approach to eating habits. This is our launch of the Canada Food Guide across Canada, so I'm delighted to be here in Saskatchewan to make Canadians familiar with it. It's a really quite simple but very uh, complete online resource for Canadians to go to to learn about healthy eating habits. So it's no longer about food groups and about portion sizes. It's about when to eat, how to eat. Uh, where to eat, and how to have healthy eating patterns. So one of the main guidances is that every Canadian should be, Canadian should be eating fruit, vegetables, whole grains, and, uh, and, a protein, and protein foods. In the protein foods, there is, a, there is advice given that people should be eating more plant 
plant-based proteins rather than uh, meat-based proteins, which is where I think some of the criticism from the beef farmers are, are, is coming from. So nowhere does it say eat less beef. It would suggest that you pick leaner cuts of beef or, or red meats. And, and also think about the plant, uh, plant-based proteins as well and increase your consumption of them, which I think for the Saskatchewan pulse farmers, that's really good news. I mean, there's some recipes in the food guide. There's red, red lentil and mushroom soup. Uh, there's a lentil and vegetable curry, but there's also you know, there's a beef noodle soup and there's a moose stew. There's different, different recipes geared to people's tastes. But the criticism comes in that there's less emphasis on red meat and less emphasis on dairy products. Is that not true? Yeah, that is true. I mean, I think the advice for, for again, on dairy, uh, pick lower-fat yogurts, lower-fat milk. Um, if you're eating cheese, that's great, but pick lower-fat, low-sodium cheeses. Those are really good sources of proteins plus calcium. It, it's a whole, milk's a whole food, um, but it would be part of, a, of your protein diet. Um, and it can be mixed up with other things. The other big change is if you're thirsty, and the other main guidance is if you're thirsty, think about water. There's too much focus on sweetened beverages. Um, in you know, A glass of milk for kids is great, as always. But focus on water and don't get kids drinking those sweetened, uh, sweetened milks or, or sweetened uh, other products. And Because uh, it's, a, it's a major source of sugar in our diet, which needs to be reduced. But livestock groups say that red meat and dairy groups say that dairy products have essential nutrients. Yeah, so diet and eating healthy behaviors, I think the food guy would say, is about a variety of foods and balancing that food out. So as I said, nobody's saying don't eat red meat. Pick lean cuts, but mix it up more with plant proteins. So, uh, you know, lentils, any of the pulse groups, lentils, dried beans, chickpeas, or some, those are good healthy proteins. They give you more fiber in your diet, and they're proven to lower the LDL cholesterols, which is the bad cholesterol. The fattier cuts of beef can can have increased saturated fats, which are tied to some health consequences. Who follows the guide? How important is it? Well, it's uh, the old guide, which was more of a PDF document, was the second most downloaded document from Canadian uh, Government of Canada's websites um, after the tax guides. So a lot of people follow it. Schools are interested in it. I think all of us grew up with some variation of the food guide. I've I was a 60s, 70s guy, so I had the big circle uh, with all the, the things things on it. But the, the main thing here is we're moving away from food groups, moving away from portions and portion sizes, and just advising Canadians to eat, think about your proportions, and to eat it from those four main groups, vegetables, fruit, um, whole grains, and, and uh, proteins. You aren't saying don't eat meat or don't take dairy, but just kind of be a little more cautious? Do yep. I read that? I think the food guide suggests that. So think about leaner cuts, lower saturated fat foods, and think more about, about some of the plant-based proteins that are, that are really good to have good substantive protein qualities as well. Oakville, Ontario MP John Oliver is the Parliamentary Secretary to the Federal Minister of Health. He made his comments in an interview in Regina today. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. Well, as we said, there's mixed farm reaction to the new recommendations in Health Canada's new food guide. Livestock and dairy producers are disappointed there's less emphasis on meat and dairy products. Pulse Canada Chief Executive Officer Gordon Bacon welcomes the new food guide recommendation that Canadians should choose more plant-based protein. It's simplified, it's less prescriptive, it talks about protein, it talks about whole grains and talks about fruits and vegetables and pulses, so peas, beans, lentils, chickpeas are part of that protein group and, and I think it's 
following what many other countries have already done. And, and frankly, I think when we take a look at the investments that are going on around the world in plant-based protein, it's, it's kind of following you know, what consumers are, are already doing. Bacon says the food guide is getting in step with a major trend. The giants in the ingredient markets like Cargill, ADM, Roquette making a $400 million investment in Canada. Those are the major players, but we also have uh, you know, smaller uh, processors coming in as well. In the, in the meat processing industry, Maple Leaf in Canada, Tyson in the U.S., you know, in the uh, dairy industry, uh, you know, the biggest dairy companies in the world have bought all of these companies in the meat and dairy industry have bought plant protein companies. And the reason they're doing it is they want to have product offering to meet the, the range of consumer interests that are out there. So you have consumers who choose to eat traditional diets and there's products to serve them and there's consumers who are choosing to include more plant protein as alternatives to traditional meat approach or traditional dairy approach. And so the, all of the players, whether they're ingredient companies or whether they're dairy, uh, chicken, or beef, pork companies, are all, all moving into the space because everybody wants to make sure that they have products to meet a changing consumer interest in what they eat. Bacon says he doesn't expect to see an immediate shift in consumer eating habits because of the new food guide recommendations. I think it's a more of a long, intermediate to long-term shift It'll be the kinds of things that are taught in school. It does sort of recognize that um, you do need a diversity of foods. Nobody is suggesting you move away from meat or milk. You need, but it basically is saying that you can add protein to your diet from a diverse source. So uh, we need variety in our diets. Um, we can achieve protein and, and fruit and vegetable targets all the rest with a, a, a wide range of foods. That's the shift. So does it change? What people eat, I don't know that it does, but I think it changes the attitude around food, and I think it does pave the way for institutions and others to present food, you know, saying this is aligned with the dietary guidance message from Health Canada. But the bottom line is people are still going to eat what they like. Now we just have a different set of guidance messages there that we put in the back of our mind to kind of have there as a reference point. Bacon says the long-term outlook is positive for pulse crop sales to offshore markets, including China, but tariffs in India remain a concern. Gordon Bacon is the chief executive officer of Pulse Canada. A new trade deal, CPTPP, should help Canada become the number one pork exporter to Japan. The United States currently holds the top spot. Michael Young with Canada Pork International expects that to change this year. We've got 48% of the share and they've got 49% of the chilled share. So we're very, very close. It's basically a, a, a picture of two countries that have been very successful marketing chilled pork to this country. We fully anticipate that we will become the number one supply partner for chilled pork in Japan in the coming year. That's our goal. Young says Canadian pork has distinctive qualities. The Canadian industry is doing an excellent job of, of producing the kinds of pork that our global customers are looking for in terms of colour and marbling and flavour and yield, um, muscle conformation, carcass quality. There are many, many attributes that are included in quality. Mexico is the only other country selling high-quality chilled pork to Japan. 
Saskatchewan cattle prices were on the upswing during the past week. Provincial livestock economist Brad Marsignuk says rising demand pushed up prices. Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were overall higher last week in the four-weight categories that had price comparisons from the previous week. Saskatchewan feeder steer prices did range between 97 cents per hundredweight lower and $5.17 per hundredweight higher from the previous week of January 11th. The only price decline reported was in the 8-900-pound feeder steerweight category, while the largest price gains were in the 5-600-pound to 600 feeder steerweight category. Feeder heifer prices last week had price comparisons in three-weight categories from the previous week, with prices increasing between $0.23 cents and $7.17 per hundredweight. The largest price gain was in the lightweight 3-400-pound to 400 pound feeder heiferweight category. And what were the factors behind these price gains? Well, Saskatchewan feeder cattle prices were overall stronger last week, while U.S. feeder cattle prices were lower. And so Saskatchewan prices really were stronger due to stronger basis levels and better demand in Saskatchewan for feeder cattle. What were marketings? Canfax reported weekly marketings averaged 12,424 head of cattle sold in Saskatchewan, and that was up from 10,414 head marketed a week ago. What was happening with market-ready cattle prices? Slaughter cow prices in Alberta were mixed last week. The price of D1D2 slaughter cows increased 33 cents to average $83 per hundredweight, while the price of D3 slaughter cows declined $1.15 to average $73.21 per hundredweight. Fed cattle prices in Western Canada for Alberta fed steers were overall steady last week, with prices having a small decline of 15 cents to average $160.54 per hundredweight. Brad Marsignuk compiles the weekly cattle market update for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Canola fell 50 cents at 445.12. Oats dropped 22 cents at $209.12 per metric tonne. Number one red spring wheat rose $20 at $250.36. The rest were all unchanged. Durham, $221.81. Feed barley, $202.63. Flax, $473.29. Yellow peas, $253.54. Feed wheat, $193.31. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, March wheat is down $0.02 at $5.73 a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. Hi, this is Brady Olson at the Assiniboia Livestock Auction with the Marker Report for January 23rd. It was Weyburn's turn to have their regular sale as they had their D1 and D2 cows sold from 77 to 87, odd sales up to 91. D3 cows sold from $0.65 cents to $0.77. Canner cows sold from $0.40 cents to $60. And your slaughter bulls from $0.94 cents to $1.04 a pound. For any more market information, give me, Brady Olson, a call at the Cineboy Livestock Auction, 642-5358. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,300 hogs Wednesday, selling a range of 128 to 145 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,500 head, selling a range of 129 to 144 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is steady and forward contract prices open lower this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar was down 44 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3348. 
The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.96 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets continue to volley back and forth, yet climb ever so slightly higher as the week progresses. The pork carcass cutout provided no real confidence, coming in 93 cents U.S. 100 lower relative to the previous session, with all primal cuts down, led by ribs and bellies. A recent report shows that consumer confidence could be dwindling, which, if true, suggests domestic demand may be an issue in the near to mid-terms. While much analytical space has been dedicated to the export market, it is important to remember that the domestic market is still the largest single market for U.S. pork by far. Lean hog futures continue to trade in a sideways pattern as the market takes a risk-off approach amid the recent export market drama. The outlook today, sunny skies, increasing cloudiness this afternoon, and then 30% chance of flurries late this afternoon and again tonight. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour, the high minus 16 today, the low minus 22. Wind chill minus 22 tonight, minus 30 overnight. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries on Friday with winds at 15 kilometers an hour. The high tomorrow, minus 11. Wind chill minus 30 in the morning and minus 18 in the afternoon. The low, minus 13. In Regina, with partly cloudy skies, it's minus 23. That's 9 below Fahrenheit. The wind chill is minus 30. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.